0: Heisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And
1: tonight when I on come to the Rita Cosby Rita. Show, later on, we are going to be talking about the indictment and the arraignment, of course, of President Trump. And he has been raking in big bucks, raised $7 million for the 2024 campaign since the federal indictment because so many people see it for what it is, politically charged. And I spoke with Donald Trump Jr. earlier tonight, myself and John Katsimatidis on Katz & Cosby, And here's a little bit about what he had to say about what's transpired, particularly in the last 24 hours against his father.
2: If we had a real media, uh, rather than just, you know, propagandists for the regime, they'd be calling it out. If this was going on in a third world country, Rita, we'd be talking about invasion to preserve democracy or something like that. But it's happening right here in our backyard. I mean, that's the I guess the one saving grace is that it's in Miami. Miami. You know, they tried doing the nonsense with the stuff up in D.C. initially, but then they eventually have to move it there. But the people of Venezuela, the people of Cuba, those who have escaped those regimes, they see what's going on around here. There's a reason Trump overperformed in those demographics so badly and so well, I should say, uh, is because they get it. They understand what's going on. And we're no different than the banana republics that we've been uh, talking negatively against for the last few decades.
1: We are no different than the banana republics. And speaking of justice, what are your thoughts tonight? As we have just learned in the last few hours that apparently the Marine Daniel Penny, this is incredible, has now been indicted by the grand jury on multiple charges. What are your thoughts? Here was a guy He was literally on the train when homeless man Jordan Neely gets on, 30 years old, has a rap sheet a mile long, 40-plus priors, including assaulting uh, a 60-plus-year-old woman recently and a 7-year-old child. Uh, It goes on and on and on. And now he has been indicted on multiple charges that could put him behind bars for more than 50. 15 years. One count of second-degree manslaughter, 15 years behind bars, one count of criminally negligent homicide, which is an additional four. What is your thought when you hear that now a grand jury in New York, of course, led by good old Alvin Bragg, uh, who I, all I can say, he's a Jose Albert him. That is the guy, of course, in the bodega in New York City, Who could forget that case? That was a guy who was defending himself behind the counter when a thug dropped behind the counter and started attacking him. Jose Alba defended himself and D.A. Alvin Bragg. Yes, the same D.A. who's going after President Trump and got him there on the Stormy Daniels business stuff. Well, that same D.A. also went after Jose Alba, who is the Dominican Republic businessman who was being attacked by this thug and also his girlfriend, he ended up defending himself. You could see it on video clear as day. And Bragg charged him, remember? And he was in Rikers. He was like rotting in Rikers until the whole world basically said, what the heck are you doing? You could see it on videotape. And now Alvin Bragg has gotten yet another indictment. First, Jose Alba, he was working on, remember, he charged him. Uh, Now he is going after Trump, as we know, and now he has gotten Daniel Penny, the Marine, who says he was just minding his own business. He was on his way to class and suddenly he was on the F train on May 1st. And this guy gets on, who was completely unruly, completely crazy, screaming, threatening, saying, I want to die. I want to kill you, mother blanks. I mean, we have heard many eyewitnesses who have been reported to have said that they were terrified on the train. So who did Alvin Bragg present to the grand jury, guys? Uh, Doesn't sound like any of them. Who did the grand jury hear from then? What made them decide to go forward with this case? Did he present any of these witnesses before the grand jury or was he just so intent on getting this Marine And calming the flames of these racial tensions. Because remember, there were groups that were blocking the subways when nothing had happened to the Marine. And then suddenly Alvin Bragg circumvents the system and just goes forward and charges him. And then he sends it to the grand jury afterwards. But he totally rushed the process because he was seeing all these protests. That's not the reason to go after somebody. You're supposed to investigate it. Look at all sides. Why should this Marine have to go through what could be months, potentially years of trial now? Maybe at the end of the day, he may get exonerated, but it is going to be a very difficult process. And you can bet outside that courtroom every single day when this goes to trial, it is going to be chaos. There is going to be so much unruliness because emotions are riding high. And Alvin Bragg doesn't seem to care or he only cares about one particular group. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222, one 848 9222 I spoke with Senator Al D'Amato earlier tonight, the former senator from New York, and the word had just come down about the indictment against the Marine, and this is what he had to say. He did not mince
3: any words. Well, this case is a disgrace. And, of course, the district attorney, Bragg, he is a disgrace. I mean... In this case never should have been brought if they had talked to some of the witnesses and the people who felt terrorized. The guy takes off his jacket, throws it down, says he doesn't care if he dies. What the hell are they waiting for? And by the way, if they check out the record, you see this guy, he should have been incarcerated or certainly in a mental institution. How many times has he attacked?
1: how many times has he attacked people we do know that he had at least 40 plus priors and some of them were really serious he was also said to be on a opioid synthetic k2 and guess what we still haven't heard the toxicology reports as of this morning the attorneys for the marine had had no word if there was any toxicology report done on the autopsy of this homeless guy. And and listen, I feel bad for the homeless guy. Clearly, he had a rough life, but that doesn't mean he can assault and also just terrorize people on the train and scare them to death. There's That doesn't justify his behavior. Here's a little bit more of Senator Al D'Amato, who was— Furious that the grand jury came back with an indictment. And now this Marine will get just dragged through this process tooth and nail.
3: This Marine should, he's a hero. He did the right thing. And he didn't choke him for 15 minutes like the frickin' news media, the ultra-liberal media did 15 minutes. He had him down for maybe five minutes and two other people were helping him. It's a lot of (laughs) The people were frightened. This guy, this Marine... Is a hero. I have to tell you, Brad, you are a disgrace. And the people of New York who vote for him, they're out of your mind. You're wondering why you're not. You are
1: out of your mind. Wow. We had to bleep him because Al D'Amato was on fire. He was outraged. And I hate to say it, I'm not so surprised, given the fact it is Alvin Bragg's New York and you can basically present whatever you want to present to the grand jury to basically stilt it, just put one side of the information. They may never heard that there was any other side. And by the way, it was only a few days ago that Daniel Penny, the Marine himself, through his attorneys, well, they put out a statement basically on videotape, a couple different clips showing what was going through the Marine's mind here is Daniel Penny, the Marine, in his own words, describing what he says he experienced and why he said he felt he had to act to protect others on that subway train. Take a listen.
4: Mr. Neely came on. He was was threatening. I'm 6'2", and he was taller than me. So it was... And there's a common misconception that Marines don't get scared. We're actually taught uh, one of our core values is courage. And courage is not... The absence of fear, but how you handle fear. And, you know, I was scared for myself, but I looked around. I saw women and children. He was yelling in their faces, saying saying these threats. I couldn't just sit still.
1: Well, according to Al Sharpton, remember, who delivered the eulogy. And by the way, he spoke out tonight, too, basically saying uh, that he's going to stay on this case. Uh, and you can bet he is. Uh, Al Sharpton, whenever there's a camera, he will stay on a case. He released a statement saying that the grand jury, quote, saw right through Penny's false narrative by voting to move this case forward. The case was a clear cut case of vigilantism that has no place in our society, which is why I spoke out against it at Jordan's funeral. He also said that he's disappointed that there should really be a murder charge as opposed to manslaughter, which is basically reckless endangerment. So here is Al Sharpton at the funeral, fanning the flames. When I first
5: got the call about Jordan, and later talked with Johnny Green, who is pastor here, and Johnny Green told me of how Jordan's mother was killed. And her funeral was right here. And Jordan sat right there and watched his mother funeralize, who'd been chopped up. And he'd never been the same. Jordan was not annoying someone on the train. Jordan was screaming for help. We keep criminalizing People with mental illness, people keep criminalizing, people that need help. They don't need abuse. They need help.
1: And let's just set the record straight. According to witnesses, and maybe there's others who say something else, but according to witnesses, they essentially say that Jordan Neely got on the train And he was threatening people, saying, I'm going to kill you, mother blanks. I don't care if I go to jail the rest of my life. I don't care if I die. Uh, That many people on there believe that he would have killed somebody if the Marine did not step in. But Al Sharpton makes it sound like he was doing nothing and minding his own business and suddenly got choked to death. And is that what the jury heard to come back with their indictment just a few hours ago? 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Joe. Line one. Joe, your thoughts about this?
3: Uh, Rita, my love, this is absolutely insanity. It's sad that someone died, but it was 44 arrests. And a seven-year-old girl, he attempted to kidnap, he assaulted He broke the bones in the face of a woman 67 knocked it to the ground, kicked a 70-year-old man in the gut, knocked him down, almost killed him. Let me tell you something, Rita. As an American Marine, we are trained to survive. We're trained to defend and protect and to keep our honor clean. And the bottom line is what he did, what Penny did, he was a hero. I'm sure he feels bad about it. But you know something, Rita? This New York City is becoming so disgusting and left wing. They would accept if that psycho killed everyone on that subway. Oh, well, well, that's what happens. But the man who makes up man, who makes a woman, who defends life and limb, is being crucified. And by the you way... You know, and by, would- by
1: the way, Joe, you bring up a great point. Because it's like uh, the world is upside down, Joe. I mean, the way that this is going on, it is unbelievable. And I I do believe that the Marine... Did go in there. I mean, you know, I don't know him, but from all accounts, and I know a number of you have actually called in. I think it's Eddie from uh, Long Island who's called in before, who does know who's met him. Um, and we've talked to the attorney a number of times, Thomas Knef, uh, who represents him by all accounts. We haven't seen anything in the Marines' record that makes me think that there was anything other than him trying to protect other people. Um, Also, he says that it wasn't 15 minutes as some of the video, you know, people were pretending that it happened 15 minutes that he was holding him in a chokehold. And even after he wasn't breathing, he was still there. Uh, He said it was only five minutes that maybe he was in a chokehold and he was just trying to keep him down. We also know there were two other people helping, clearly, Daniel Penny, not helping Jordan Neely because they felt Jordan Neely was a threat. So they were helping Daniel Penny. We haven't heard a word about those two guys. Uh, What's happening with them? So uh, there's some interesting stuff here. Um, And boy, uh, for him to go forward, what does that say about anybody who intervenes? This sends, I think, a chilling message to anybody who wants to be a good Samaritan and help. We're going to take your calls after the break. Joe, thank you so much, and thank you for your service. I know you're a military guy, and we appreciate it. 1-800-848-9222, and I'll continue with your calls when we come back, everybody.
0: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: And a grand jury has come back with an indictment against decorated Marine Daniel Penny. He was an infantry squad leader, and we are told that he had a good record in the military. We know he's out free now on $100,000 bail, uh, but now he will have to face a trial. And certainly there will be just a firestorm around the country as people are getting word that this indictment has come down. Many people seeing the videotape and hearing from passengers who didn't know Daniel Penny, the Marine, came out and said that they were scared about Jordan Ely. They suddenly see this guy comes onto the F train, a crowded F train, threatening women, threatening children. Uh, Threatening everybody on board shouting, I'm going to kill you, mother blanks. I don't care if I die. I don't care if I go to prison the rest of my life. Uh, You know, nothing matters. Uh, Throwing things at people threatening getting in their faces, anybody who's been on a New York City subway. And by the way, you know, I talked about it. I was on the New York City subway on Sunday. I said a prayer when I got on. It was midday. I had friends in from out of town who said they wanted to try the subway. And then I prayed a couple times when I got off. But I have almost never been on the subway where I have not seen somebody who was deranged. And I saw a few even on a Sunday quiet afternoon when the place was filled with tourists. You can imagine other days. And I have been on the subway where I have literally been scared for my life because of people that have been on the subway. So if I had been on that grand jury, uh, it would have been a different outcome. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. 2 uh let's go to sean line one sean your
3: thoughts hi good evening rita thank you for taking my call
6: so rita i want to point out that this marine i want to personally thank him on the airwaves for myself and i want to say something else for the jury Oh, excuse me, for, for, the, for the grand jury to, to indict this man is just as insane as them indicting Donald Trump. It's an upside-down world. It's fast ackwards On the other side, of two, if I were on that train, and I very well may have been, for sure, there's no doubt in my mind, I would be in the same exact position, because I think that any real man would have stood up to this guy and protected those that, that can't protect themselves. And that's what he did. And if ultimately he does get, char- get convicted of this, He's going to be a better person for it because he's probably going to be one of the richest men walking around because I will personally contribute to whatever fund is out there, which I'm sure there will be many.
1: And by the way, uh, there was a GoFundMe. I haven't had a chance to look in the last uh, few days, but I'm going to take a look and give you guys an update uh, after the break because there was a GoFundMe that had raised I uh, was almost close to $3 million, uh, which is an amazing amount. And that was prior to this information, and he's certainly going to need A lot of financial support. Uh, And by the way, the other thing too, Sean, it is going to be crazy um, because there are such emotions running high. We saw the folks who were against Daniel Penny. Uh, They were basically blocking the subway trains. Remember, they blocked the train service. Uh, They were blocking streets. They were blocking major bridges in New York City. So you can imagine when the trial starts, there will need to be massive, 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 security as well uh the city's gonna have to pay for just tons of security there will be threats against him um it it is going to be a rough road to hoe no matter what at the end of the day wherever this ends up it is still going to be a very very tough ride and you can bet they will try to pull in first find out everybody who was on the train Put other people uh, that have maybe been uh, know this, Jordan Neely, will get into his criminal record. They'll get into whether any drugs in his system. We don't know. There hasn't been an autopsy toxicology report released as far as I know, at least as of a few hours ago. Um, well, maybe there was something in his system. Maybe he was high as a kite. Uh, he had apparently been on drugs in the past. We don't know if he was that day. Uh, but there are a lot of questions out there tonight. Uh, Sean, thank you very, very much. Uh, Let's go to Abe on line four. Go ahead, Abe. Your thoughts.
7: Yeah. Hi, Rita. Uh, No question that uh, Neely had to be subdued, but you need commensurate force. You need reasonable force to stop a threat. Now, by the way, uh, I believe I, I heard that there was a toxicology report that it was he deemed it uh, um, a homicide by suffocation
1: that's different now, that's that's different that is the um Abe, actually that's the medical examiner's report and they called it a homicide if somebody dies with a contribution from somebody else's part it's technically called homicide but the autopsy is really what i'm talking about is the toxicology that's the blood system was there anything in that that at least of this morning had not been released Lots of questions, though, Abe.
0: This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue.
1: And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which we love doing every night here on The Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great law enforcement and their families. This is coming from Des Moines, Iowa which we'll see a lot of action with the Iowa caucus soon. Well, and of course, all the candidates visiting there already. But police officers there were called into action in a way that they normally don't do. They used a police car as an emergency transport. Des Moines police officers Neil Schaefer and Kyle Kesey learned that there was a dog still inside of a house that was totally engulfed in flames. When firefighters came out of the house, they were holding a dog, which appeared to be not breathing. I think everybody's observations was that it was a dead animal, said one of the sergeants there. It was struggling to breathe. Medics and firefighters got some oxygen on it. And in fact, Des Moines Fire Department carries a mask specifically designed for dogs. The fire department had a mask like they would put on somebody and a human being, but they also had one that fits over the snout of a dog. So it helps get that oxygen moving a lot quicker. That's amazing. Well, the Sergeant said that the dog was on oxygen and he was immediately transported to blue Pearl animal hospital nearby where thankfully he was brought back to health. The dog by the name Milo is now back and is doing great and is with his owner. And the sergeant further said, we are connected with our community. We know what matters to them and their families matter. And your pets are part of your family. These officers just looked at that dog like it was one of their own family members. What a powerful story and how interesting to know that they have those masks specifically designed for dogs and were luckily able to save Milo's life. What a great, great story. I'm such an animal lover, so I love hearing this and hearing also about the great work of our men and women in blue. Well, not often can you see police officers on the New York City subway. Rarely do I ever see any police officers on the New York City subway, uh, and it is downright dangerous. And that goes really For many subways across the country and what happened on May 1st when Marine Daniel Penny decided that he had to act. 24-year-old Marine said he saw this homeless man come on shouting, screaming, threatening other people. And this is how he described what he saw when the homeless man who was extremely aggressive, Jordan Neely, got on the train and how he was threatening other strap hangers. Take a listen.
4: Well, I live in the East Village in Manhattan, so I take the subway multiple times a day. In this instance, I was coming from school. I got out of class around 2.15, and I, took the J- I was at J Street Metro Tech, took the Uptown F train. Um, at 2nd Avenue, um, a man came on, stumbled on, he was, appeared to be on drugs. Um, the doors closed, and he ripped his jacket off and, violent, and threw it at the people sitting down to my left. I was listening to music at the time, um, and he was yelling, so I took my headphones out to hear what he was yelling. And the three main threats that he repeated over and over was, I'm going to kill you, I'm prepared to go to jail for life, and I'm willing to die. You know, this is a, this was a scary situation.
1: Certainly a scary situation. And if you see somebody who's acting crazy, there was just a case the other day where someone came over and suddenly, like, punched Somebody in the face, a woman in the face, um, and somebody was stabbed to death on the subway as a result. I mean, these things happen all the time. And when you're on the subway, you are trapped. And if the subway's underground, you have no way to go. The subway is moving. It's trapped. You can't go anywhere. And you're scared to move. And that's the scene that Daniel Penny describes is that people were just terrorized. They didn't know what to do. They didn't want to draw attention to themselves because when someone comes on and they are downright crazy and you see it every single day, you just try to kind of like morph into the background and hope he doesn't pick you. And Daniel Penny said he felt that this guy was about to absolutely kill somebody and terrorize somebody. And he felt he had to protect, quote, women and children on the train. But if you listen to the attorney for Jordan Neely's family, he spoke out after the last court appearance. And this is Dante Mills making it sound like Jordan Neely is Mother Teresa.
8: There was no attack. Mr. Neely did not attack anyone. He did not touch anyone. He did not hit anyone. But he was choked to death. And that can't stand.
1: And that can't stand. And listen, clearly, as you just heard before, Jordan Neely, the homeless guy, 30-year-old homeless guy, had a really troubled life. He should have been put away. He should have been in an institution where he could have either been there to stop from attacking somebody else or attacking himself. He was clearly a threat to society and a threat to himself. And the system absolutely failed him. Yet... It doesn't give him the right to threaten other passengers and have them scared to death. And what is the right solution? Under New York law, by the way, Daniel Penny is allowed to step in if he believes he is protecting others. And if it is warranted to protect others, he didn't have to wait till he attacked him. There are some people who said, you know, you have to respond with commensurate uh, force. And he says his intention wasn't to kill Jordan Neely, his intention was to subdue him and that it was only five minutes, not 15 minutes. And then he was literally holding him down and then he put him in basically, it looks like in the video, a recovery position waiting until police arrived. It took a long time for police to get there because there's not that many police. So it took them a while to get there. They wish they had gotten sooner. But his intent was not to kill him, just to subdue him so he would not attack others. And under New York law, you are allowed to do that. What they are saying is that his actions overcompensated and that he didn't need to hold him in a chokehold for X amount of minutes. Let's see where the videotape is. The videotape we've seen doesn't last 15 minutes. And the testimony we've seen says that they were scared for their lives. And there's at least one or two witnesses who have been coming forward and talked to other members of the media and basically said they have said, thank God. Daniel Penny's a hero. So you have to wonder, what did the district attorney present to the grand jury? For the grand jurors, they just had to find 12 of 23. There's usually 23 on the grand jury. We don't know the makeup of the grand jury, but of that grand jury, there were at least 12 that came back with these decisions to go after, you know, Daniel Penny and say it warrants an indictment. So what did they show him? What did they show the grand jury? You know, the saying, you can indict a ham sandwich. Uh, You have to wonder, what did they show the grand jury? What did they maybe not show the grand jury? That is what uh, New York politician Joe Borelli wonders also. Take a listen.
2: I heard from uh, his attorney on a radio network earlier today, saying that they haven't even received the uh, Daniel Penny's attorney meeting. They haven't received a toxicology report, uh, and I would uh, that would lead me to believe that Alan Bragg doesn't want to bring perhaps that information to the grand jury, because I suspect it probably would uh, help exonerate to some degree uh, what Mr. Penny is, is accused of doing.
1: And tonight, it is believed that Daniel Penny did not testify before the grand jury. That's what a number of reports are. He did have the choice to do it. It is risky. Normally, you would never usually testify before a grand jury just because it could create more troubles. You might say something, who knows what. I actually disagree in this case. I think he should have testified, if indeed he did not, according to reports, that he did not testify before the grand jury because it is normally a dangerous situation But in this case, he's not saying I wasn't there. He's saying I was there, and this is why I did X. I actually think it would have been a really smart move to have him testify before the grand jury. I think you take the risk because he might have been able to shut this down. Obviously, he gets advice from attorneys and so forth. But what do you think on that? I actually think if he did not testify before the grand jury, in this case, it was a mistake because so far from what I have seen, he seems to stand by everything that he did, everything that he has said afterwards. He went to the police station afterwards voluntarily. He testified. He waited for the police to arrive. Uh, then he also went to the station and said, here's what happened. He's been cooperative by all accounts. Uh, and that, I think, was a grave mistake if indeed he did not. And earlier today, I talked with Bernie Carrick, former NYPD commissioner, and this is what he had to say about that.
9: I've watched Penny. Uh, I've watched him discuss the incident uh, in detail. What happened? I've listened to a number of witnesses that were on the train and what they've said concerning what he did and why um, he was called a hero uh, several times over. And this was this was by uh, some of the people that were actually there witness this. It'll be interesting to see. Who was put in the grand jury before the grand mm-hmm. jurors? Um, who was allowed to go into the grand jury? Um, was Penny asked to go into the grand jury? And, and uh, John and, and uh, Rita, I, I'll tell you, I've been in this business 35 years, and I, I would say 99.9% of the time, I would never recommend anybody, any target of a criminal investigation to go into a grand jury, but I'll, I'm gonna tell
1: and that was Bernie Carrick saying, in this case, he believes that Daniel Penny should have gone before the grand jury. And he was talking with me and John Katsimatidis on Katz and Cosby earlier tonight. I agree with him. I think this is the one time where you actually, one of the few exceptions where you say, put your client before the grand jury. Uh, unless there was something that we don't know about, I don't think there was any downside to it. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Russ. Line five. Russ, your thoughts.
10: Oh, hey, Rita. You know, I, I think Penny's a victim, too, but he's a victim of his grifter lawyers. And it's not a, a go send me. It's a give, send, go. Yep. And it's, by the way, I just looked at it and it is a two point eight million. So go ahead, Russ. Right. It's nearly three. And the reason that those lawyers were giving out those videos, they were trying to influence the grand jury. It was totally improper. The lawyer said he wasn't going to have the guy testify. And, you know, you had a caller, Eddie, who referred to Penny as Dylan Penny several times, saying that he knew Dylan Penny because he was a a waiter or a, a busboy in a restaurant. Where is Dylan Penny's family? Where are his friends? Where are the Marines he went to? Uh, worked with the school friends nobody shows up for Dil- uh, for uh daniel penny no
1: yeah, I, I i by wonder- the way it would be interesting to hear from other people and, and and i'm sure we're going to be hearing from them soon um why do you feel though i disagree with you i mean he deserved representation you use the phrase sort of grifter attorneys um and i think the attorneys by the way putting out the video I think they were trying to have an impact on the public. I can't say I blame them because look what was happening. He was clearly getting railroaded, Russ. You know, I mean, I can't say I blame them, but I actually do think they should have put him before the grand jury. What do you think, Russ? I mean, I think it would have served them to go put him behind. And from what I've heard, they did not. So go ahead.
10: If Dan Penny had any family, if his father was involved, he wouldn't let these politicized lawyers get involved. This guy How ran would against. How are they
1: politicized? Dan... Wait a minute. Wait a minute, to, Russ. To, to hang I'm on finish. one sec. No, you know why? Because I'm not going to have you say what is not correct. These are everybody deserves a right to representation. Yes, one of them ran for office, but that does that's not why they're representing Daniel Penny. A lot of people run for office for political office, and that was years ago. But you're, what are you trying to say that what the marine doesn't deserve representation? I mean, is what what he doesn't deserve any attorney because no, why? You know, why?
10: You know, I'm not saying that. I, I don't know did.
1: that because you're yeah, making some willy nilly statement.
10: If he had lawyers that had Daniel Penny's interests in their heart, they would have him plea. They would not make it please? a public case. Can Play? I finish? Can I finish, Rita? Yes, you yeah, may. Please. Russ, go he ahead. He could have pled. He could have pled gotten a five-year sentence and been out in three and go on with his life as it is his life is being run into the ground because these lawyers are going to run up the meter they want to have an appeal they want to drag this out and they want to ruin our society with this okay all right well you know what you know what ruins a
1: society is going after a good samaritan that's the start okay and two you think he says he did not do anything wrong and again I wasn't on the subway, nor were you. But from what we've heard also from other witnesses, they have agreed with Daniel Penny that they were scared, they were frightened, and they felt very threatened by this homeless man that he was about to do something really bad. So given all of that, he shouldn't have to serve any time. You want him to plea? What, just because it makes you happy? That's not fair. That's not justice, Russ. I mean, you think what that, that they're all about ka-ching, ka-ching? If you didn't do something, you should fight. What do you think, he, Russ?
10: Rita, if he gets a longer sentence in the end, do you think these lawyers are helping him? If he gets a ten-year sentence instead of copping to five and serving three, do I you don't think, think he
1: should. I don't think he should serve a day behind bars if he didn't do anything wrong. And that. I know, that, but
10: you're not on the grand jury. And nor are you, Russ. And
1: thank good, the and by facts. the way, thank goodness, no are you, because it sounds right. like you would have thrown the book at him. You would have said, hey, we got the wrong charges. Let's do a triple homicide.
3: You know, I mean. Witnesses.
10: They had witnesses. They had the two guys who tried to help restrain him and not kill him. But, you know, Dan we don't know. By the way, during- by the
1: way, we don't know if they went there. There has been no recounting of who actually testified At the grand jury, Russ. So unless you are, uh, you know, Carmack the Magnificent, you don't know, you know?
10: Well, I wasn't the judge, jury, and executioner, and a coward attacks weak people. He's not a good Samaritan. He was a bad Samaritan. Well, I completely
1: completely disagree. Russ, by the way, I always appreciate your call, but I completely disagree based on what we have heard. And if you didn't do anything wrong... You should never spend a day behind bars, and you should fight it tooth and nail. And thank goodness there are attorneys who want to take the case to help you fight tooth and nail, because he's going to need it now that Alvin Bragg has put it before the grand jury. And who knows who was before the grand jury? You don't know, and I don't know, Russ. Uh, But I always appreciate your call. 1-800-848-9222. The
0: Rita Cosby Show.
1: Well, Russ seems to think even if you're potentially innocent, you should just cop a plea and spend five years behind bars. So everybody just say you did something, right? I mean, how is that logic? You fight. And thank goodness there are attorneys who fight for you. Uh, I hear what he's saying that who knows, that you run a risk. But guess what? If you didn't do anything, you should absolutely fight. You don't know what a jury's going to do. Hopefully, Russ and everybody out there who questions... Uh, Daniel Penny, when the full case goes before a jury, hopefully they will hear from these witnesses that have already come out and spoken to members of the media that will paint a fuller picture. I'm not convinced that any of them or at least more than one or two of them went before the grand jury. Probably none of them went before the grand jury. And Alvin Bragg just came back with that decision and say, hey, here it is. Uh, here's what we discovered and maybe had a medical expert say that it was pressure on the bone of the neck, which clearly there was pressure. There's no doubt about it. And again, my heart breaks for Jordan Neely and his family. It's terrible. It's a tragic, tragic situation. But again, from all accounts, it sounds like he was endangering everybody on at least that subway car. one 800 848 one 848 9222. Two, two. Let's go to Pete, line four. Pete, your thoughts. You heard Russ's account. Your thoughts.
11: Hi, Reed. I never was so happy to hear a commercial between your last caller and me. uh and This thing, you know.
1: <laughs> Sometimes you just got to have a break. Wow, after that yeah, one. I, I, I want to I know whatever of, he's I, on. It's good stuff.
11: I ran out of alcohol, so I really <laughs> had to, you know, my face open ahead a couple of times but you know i i would urge everyone out there that believes in this marine like i do to go in your pocket and throw some money three million dollars is not a lot of money when it comes to defending yourself in court especially when you're involved with grand juries and stuff this is a big thing and we got to support this guy and even as crazy as what i going to say sounds Donald Trump is a billionaire, but we should support him, too, because he didn't cause this stuff. He is a victim, like this Marine is, of this system that is going to H-E-L-L in a handbasket. This is crazy, everything. A guy gets up and says about raising the prime interest rate. Well, I'm going to do it in the future. Every time that happens, people can't buy homes. They can't. You could get a car. Yeah, no.
1: By the way, by the way, you're right. You're right. There are so many problems out there, Pete. And yet uh, it seems like people are sort of out to uh, go after other individuals, at least. And let's talk about in the Trump case. I mean, I believe it's highly politicized. I agree with you. Um, And in the Jordan Neely case and Daniel Penny, the Marine, um, I I wonder, again, the, the old you can indict a ham sandwich is absolutely true because the DA can go in and just present a very small sliver of evidence and maybe there wasn't anybody in there who was really defending the Marine. We don't know. I don't think even the attorneys for the Marine know who is in the grand jury. That's sort of typically the way the process works. He could find out later. They can get an accounting of what was said. But now the damage is done. The indictment is done. I do also think, though, Pete, he probably should have testified. This is one of those rare cases where maybe if he went in and said to the grand jurors, listen, I," they see him, they look in the eye. Um, and I found him very compelling in the videotapes that he put out saying that he was trying to protect people on that train. And I think it would have served him uh, very well. And maybe he could have prevented an indictment. You never know. You would imagine many of them had been on the subway at some point uh, in their own, you know, going to and fro work or wherever they were. You would imagine uh, that maybe they would have had sympathy and understanding had they seen him and heard his side. I don't think there was uh, enough of a downside that they uh, should have just put him in. And that, I think, was a mistake. Uh, let's go to Jacqueline. Line three, Jacqueline, your thoughts. Real quick, Jacqueline.
12: Well, Rita, you know, uh, I heard another lawyer talking about this. And uh, his, um, Mr. Penny's lawyer, we don't know what he's thinking. We don't know what he's planning. And Alvin Bragg, who knows what he presented to that, uh, to that jury. But um, this was not a chokehold, that daniel Pe- uh, penny had him in it was a restraint anyone can go to the department of justice website he was simply uh he was not applying pressure so that uh he could not breathe he was able to breathe and if that term chokehold is used the judge
1: should instruct
12: that there should be a mistrial declared
1: that's an interesting point and by the way they may get into that Uh, When the case gets going, the problem is I don't think it will happen beforehand. But that's an interesting point, Jacqueline.
0: This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Also in this hour, we are going to talk about some new movement coming from Republican senators on Capitol Hill now demanding that Merrick Garland, the attorney general of the United States, appoint a special counsel, just like he did appoint Jack Smith, who, boy, has been taking it to Donald Trump, as we know, and getting that indictment there in Florida. Of course, he was in court yesterday. Well, now senators are saying it is time that Garland appoint a special counsel for the Biden bribery allegations. What is taking the DOJ so long? I mean, look how quick it was that he investigated. First off, raided the Mar-a-Lago home then they actually had the special counsel appointed the special counsel that is supposedly looking at the classified documents tied to Joe Biden doesn't seem to be doing anything. We haven't heard word one from Robert Herr. Uh, Who knows if he's even looking into it. We don't know. Remember he had documents strewn all over the East coast, basically, including near the beloved Corvette that Hunter Biden was fixing the engine on. Well, Now, in the middle of all this, now they are saying it is time, based on these allegations from Chuck Grassley, that there may be audio recordings. We know about all these different bank accounts all over the place, shell companies. And based on all of these details, they say it is important to maintain the independence and have a, quote, independent individual, even if they're appointed by Garland but at least have somebody outside of the DOJ looking into the Biden bribery case. And earlier today, John Katsimatidis and I talked to Donald Trump Jr. And he said the indictment yesterday shows that nobody on the GOP side is off limits uh, when it comes to progressives. Take a listen to what he had to say about the indictment against his father.
2: Uh, If you look at what's going on Uh, with, with the prosecutors as it relates to both the lady trying it as well as the guy in charge down in Miami. All sorts of shady stuff. They're choosing the people who have no morals, who have no decency, who are willing to break the laws of the United States and our Constitution to get the desired results. Again, that doesn't seem to be coincidental that those are the people that magically end up on these things because that's where we are as a country right now. And I hope that people are waking up, because, you know, right now it's Trump, but it's only a matter of time till they're going after each and every one of us for the same types of things.
1: And that is a sad place to be. And boy, it does look like a double standard. I'm going to take your calls on that, because to me, it really is amazing to see the double standards and how far along they are. At least the House GOP, the Oversight Committee, James Comer, Seems to have gotten a lot of bank records, a lot of information, and yet there is, seems to be nobody really looking into it outside of the House J.O.P. Nobody. And in fact, it's amazing on the liberal media, if you look at some of their coverage, they have not basically mentioned the Grassley audio tapes as if it's nothing. And yet you'll see wall to wall. It was like O.J. coverage yesterday of Donald Trump always leaving Durrell In Miami, he's on the highway. Now he's going to brush his teeth. Now he's going to go put on his clothes. He's putting his tie on. Now he's in the car all the way to the courthouse. And then afterwards, every single thing. Although we're going to talk also about Jake Tapper at CNN, who when it came time to Trump doing his speech at Bedminster, the first time an American president has been found, uh, you know, charged, criminally charged, felony counts. Thirty-seven felony counts, federal ones, and he goes out to Bedminster to make his address to the country to basically defend himself. Jake Tapper at CNN says, "Oh, you know, we don't need to show this. We can't really verify because he says so many lies. We're not going to really play it. So much for equal airtime, Jake Tapper. Shame on you. That to me was despicable. That's not fair. That's not fair coverage. That is crazy." So we're going to talk about that later on in this hour. Meantime, we are also talking still about the Marine, Daniel Penny, who just a few hours ago was indicted by a New York City grand jury. And here was Daniel Penny. He put out a video statement earlier in the week before the indictment came down, and he said he had no choice but to step in because he says when this homeless guy got onto the subway train on May 1st, that he was acting so aggressive, so dangerous, he had to do something. Here he is in the videotape that he released pre the grand jury indictment.
4: We were all scared. Mr. Neely was yelling in these passengers' faces and they looked terrified. Um, The reason why there was no video at the start of the altercation was because people were too afraid getting away from him. And the, the the videos didn't start until they saw that situation was under control. I knew I had to act. And I acted in a way that would protect the other passengers, protect myself, and protect Mr. Neely. I used this hole to restrain him. And I did this by leaving my hand on top of his head to control his body. You can see in the video, there's a clear rise and fall of his chest, indicating that he was still breathing. And I'm calibrating my grip based on, on the force that he's exerting. And um, I just, I, I mean, I was trying to keep him on the ground. Until the police came, I was praying that the police would come and take this situation under, uh, take this situation over. I didn't want to be put in that situation, but I couldn't just sit still and let let him carry out these threats.
1: And now he may spend close to 20 years, potentially behind bars. Uh, he could face up to 15 years for the first charge. It is a second degree manslaughter. And then there's another charge attached to it, which is one count of criminally negligent homicide, which carries potentially four years in prison. That is stunning. And that is what he is potentially facing right now. And boy, is it going to be a divisive time? This case was so divisive already when everything came out and there were no charges originally by Alvin Bragg against Jordan Neely's, uh, the guy who put him in the chokehold, Daniel Penny. Remember how crazy it was? They were blocking the trains, the F trains. They went onto the subway tracks. They went on the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, This is going to be such an emotionally charged case uh, if it goes to trial. And I believe it will because Daniel Penny says he didn't do anything wrong. He maintains his innocence, and you can bet he will fight this. It doesn't sound like Contrary to Russ uh, that there should be any plea deal. Here is Dante Mills, though. He is the attorney for the Jordan Neely family. And he, again, makes it sound like Jordan Neely didn't do anything wrong and was just suddenly attacked by the Marine, which is probably the version that I would assume the grand jury had. Take a listen.
8: No one on that train asked Jordan, what's wrong? How can I help you? He was choked to death instead. So for everybody saying I've been on the train and I've been afraid before and I can't tell you what I would have done in that situation, I'm going to tell you. Ask how you can help, please, don't attack, don't choke, don't kill, don't take someone's life, don't take someone's loved one from them because they're in a bad place. No one on that train said you started out by saying I'm hungry, I need food, I'm done with it, I don't know where to get food, I don't care if I die, I don't care if I go to jail, I'm just done. No one said, here you are, sir. Let me meet your need or help you in a situation or give a word of encouragement. That's not what happened on that train. Yeah, no one did ask because they were terrified for their lives, Mr.
1: Attorney. I mean, that is the craziest thing, that if someone is acting crazy, as these people were saying, and threatening, as these people were saying, that you're supposed to somehow intervene and say, hello, sir, can I help you? Uh, the last thing you want to do is make eye contact with the individual, let alone talk to them. That is the most ludicrous statement I've ever heard. one eight hundred eight 848 Let's go to BJ. Line 5. BJ, what about uh, that nutty comment from the attorney? I mean, that is just downright dangerous.
5: Well, I'll be honest with you, Rita. Thanks for having me on. Uh, when you're in that situation, you're a victim of a violent crime there's two responses you immediately have. And this goes to all people at all level of training. I don't care if you're a Krav Maga expert. I don't care if you're just, you know, uh, uh, someone who's never had any training. You have fight or flight going on. The last thing, and and it, it's, it's non-existent, you don't go over to your attacker and say, can I help you? And that's what happened here.
1: I mean, yeah, can you imagine, BJ, if you run over and you're supposed to say, can I help you? You you don't want to have anybody anybody who has any common sense says, stay away from the person. Don't have any interaction. You're, like, provoking the person. If they're high as a kite and you don't know if they are, they might be. Or if they're mentally ill, as this guy clearly was mentally ill and he has a history of violence, suddenly he turns on you. I mean, that is so crazy.
5: Jordan Neely did not belong on that train. He belonged in custody. And he was on a list of people to be removed of very dangerous people, uh, uh, homeless people, who were very violent, and the people that were on that train that day were the victims, not Jordan Neely. He was the victim and died, uh, but only because Daniel Penny was trying to prevent a bad situation from getting worse.
1: So, BJ, what does it say about justice now that he has been indicted by a grand jury, the Marine?
5: That, that's my opinion, by the way. That's my opinion. There might be information that uh, hasn't been presented in the press. Uh, I believe there is. I'd like to hear from the woman who got her face broken, uh, for instance, uh, by, allegedly by Jordan Neely. OK, apparently he assaulted some woman and he they had a warrant. For his
1: Absolutely. Arrest. By the way, and I and and I also think we should hear from everybody on the train too. anybody I who's in the too. subway car, whatever it is, you know, whatever the information so,
5: is. So this to me is an, uh, very similar to the Bodega situation. Uh, and in my opinion, my humble opinion, uh, this case never should have been brought. I don't know. You had a call of this guy, Russ. I think he lives in in his parents' basement or something. He doesn't live in the real world. He lives he's on done. Mars. That's for sure. He, he he he's turning around saying that that uh, uh, Penny should have copped a plea. Are you out of your mind? Penny should not have been indicted. And they're not either. They were given the wrong instructions, to this jury, or they're just not very bright. I mean uh th- this guy uh or or uh, given or given Kafka-esque.
1: narrow information bj cuz that happens too you know in a, in a grand jury yeah. you don't present the defense it's really it's such a low bar of uh, and this isn't this is not a conviction obviously this is Uh, There's enough to charge and it should go to trial and it could go either way at trial. But but come on. I mean, you know, they they probably went in and who knows, maybe they didn't even show anybody who was on the, uh, you know, on the car and just said, hey, this guy died on a subway car. This guy did it. What do you think? You know, it may have been that clear cut.
5: I believe that uh, Mr. Penny has a good case. I hope he gets a fair trial. I think uh, he was treated very poorly thus far because he it's I I listened to you earlier. It sounded like he was the last to know when all the press knew that he was being charged. Yeah, that was stunning.
1: That was stunning. They didn't even tell the attorney. They leaked to the press before they went to the attorneys.
5: So already he's being treated unfairly. Uh, So in my opinion, uh, I hope this plays out. I hope I hope if uh, when it goes before a jury, they'll have uh, they'll see the facts. As they are, not as Alvin Bragg wants to see them. Um, I feel very sad about this. But you know, who I don't hear from is our great mayor telling us th- how this is never going to happen again on the trains because he can't make that. Pr- he is nowhere to be found, this guy. He is up there in his n- fancy little suit and uh, making all sorts of cute speeches and cute little sayings and trying to be Joe cool. And the city's for- The wheels are falling off the wagon. The city's falling apart. And this guy is nowhere to be found. Mr. 100 men in law enforcement, big, tough law enforcement guy. And by the way, know. there
1: was just another recent case uh, of, of a deadly incident on a subway, too. So this is, you know, as you point out, this is not uh, the first time and sadly nope. uh, won't be the last time, B.J., given just how bad the situation is, not just in New York, but in very much almost every major American city these days. Uh, Many of them run by liberals, just as you point out. Um, BJ, what a mess. Uh, 1-800-848-9222. And we're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. BJ, thank you.
0: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: So do you believe race has anything to do with the fact that Marine Daniel Penny has now been indicted by a New York grand jury? Well, Leo Terrell, an African-American attorney, also was in law enforcement for many years. Uh, Leo Terrell, this is he's a civil rights attorney, by the way. You see him all the time on Fox. Uh, This is what he has to say about race. But it's not what you expect.
5: The only reason why this man is being charged because of his skin color, the race game. You look at all the death that has happened in the subway, and I'm glad he's coming out and speaking out. I'm glad he's going to speak at the grand jury. I'm glad he's going to testify because he has a story to tell along with the other eyewitnesses who saw what happened. This man had every intention to defend himself and to defend the rights of other, others. He's only being prosecuted because of his skin color. And this, again, is the left-wing media. You got a, a black suspect uh, a victim allegedly and a white suspect that's what the left wants to create and that's why you're seeing the protests in new york
1: and there should not be anything to do with race that brings into any decision whether it's from alvin bragg or now a new york grand jury let's go to larry line seven larry your thoughts about this case and now the indictment from the grand jury
7: yeah that leo terrell is a great man and by the way what proves him correct is the fact is is what will prove him correct is that if Alvin Bragg does not offer a no jail plea to Daniel Tenney which i suspect he won't um and that's the only that's the only kind of plea he could really offer him because even if he's convicted he's not necessarily facing jail time but as far as uh, the by grand the way jury, by the way
1: i agree with you that i don't think he would offer that to him yeah go ahead Lair.
7: and that's going to prove he's racist because every every violent black criminal that hurt people. That Maine people are offered. Uh, please, what about Jameel Jones, who punched uh, Zendor Zabo uh, into a coma and death a few years ago? He got off on an assault charge with no prison time. Okay, and there was no provocation. There was no physical provocation. Well, and that's that's that's, that's the
1: concern, Larry. That this also not only obviously uh, if. If Daniel Penny is sincere and he seems very much in, in what he has said, it's a travesty here. But it's also sending such a bad message to, you know, others, good Samaritans to others, because you see all these cases all the time. Um, Larry, thank you very, very much uh, for your thoughts. Let's go to Stan. Line five. Stan, your thoughts.
6: Uh, I'm interested in the Guadir. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, the, the vo-
1: two- you mean the Guadir, the uh, the jury. Yes. Yes.
6: Two major things will be asked. One, I do believe it will be the prosecution will look to get African Americans or people of color on the uh, on the jury. I believe the defense will try to get as many people, white people, on. But the key question that one will ask is, and they may eliminate them from the jury is, and that sounds crazy. Do you ride the subway? Yes, I do. We don't need you. Next, do you ride the subway? Yes, we don't need you. I may think to some extent the will we'll eliminate people on the who ride the subway. Now, that, by the way... Of, uh, but it could happen. I would That's ask an that. an interesting defense.
1: By the way, I would absolutely ask, have you been on the subway? But I don't think it may eliminate them. I think it may entice them to have them on the jury. Yeah, because... but the
6: prosecution, the def- it's good for the prosecution, but the prosecution, for the defense, but the prosecution may say, you know, maybe we don't need people who are on the subway. Let's get people who don't, ride the oh, subway. Oh, yeah. To do. No, Stan, that's I, what I mean. I agree
1: I, with you. I I absolutely. It, it sounds
6: crazy, but it's somewhat genius by, by if he uses that. But the defense has to say, you know, uh, everybody rides the subway. So.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. And by the way, most New Yorkers do at some point of another. But you're right. I think the prosecution will try to kick them off. But anybody who's been on a subway knows how dangerous and how crazy it is. We're going to talk about Trump after the break.
0: This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes.
1: And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night, where we honor our great military and their families. A powerful story coming from Enterprise, Alabama, where two veterans were honored for their military service during the military appreciation day. There, a state senator, Josh Carnley, presented awards to Liam Lee and Willie Gonzalez, recognizing them for being the oldest veteran present and the veteran with the most years of service, respectively. Uh, Liam Lee is almost 90 years old. Served in the Navy during the Korean War. And also, Gonzalez served 38 years in the military. Both of them were presented flags. And the state senator said, Today we are here to celebrate you. And the event contained a patriotic parade and live music to herald our nation's servicemen and also women. The state senator further said, We're blessed to live in a city and also a country that takes great pride in our military traditions and history, Many of you are members of the community because of your association with the military. And this community is by far a better place because you put down your roots here and became a part of this. And he further said that he also wanted to recognize the families, the spouses, and also the children that are left at home waiting for their loved ones to return home safely. So bravo to our great military and their families. Also, by the way, today... Is Donald Trump's birthday. It's also Flag Day. And I also want to wish the U.S. Army a happy birthday. Uh, They are the oldest branch of the U.S. military. Today, 248 years old. And happy birthday to the U.S. Army. By the way, as you know, the U.S. Army saved my father after he escaped from prisoner of war camp. So I can never say thank you enough to the great men and women of the U.S. Army and, of course, all of our great military forces. Thank you so much on this day and every day. Well, President Trump is raking in the cash. There are some amazing numbers that are just coming out just to show how people feel, especially his supporters about the recent indictment. He is saying his team that since the federal indictment came down next week, last week, remember of course, The indictment was announced last week, and then just in the last few days, of course, as you know, he was in Miami for the arraignment. But it is basically ka-ching, 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 because since that federal indictment came down just a few days ago, his team is saying that they have raised almost $7 million for President Trump, that the donations just keep pouring in for his campaign that is an amazing amount of money in such a short period of time and what that shows is that his supporters basically aren't going anywhere if anything they are more emboldened they are supporting him they are backing him and this course comes with a new poll that basically shows that almost 80 percent of americans also feel that this recent federal indictment is politically charged and his supporters are saying they see that too they feel that this is all about politics all about going after president biden's leading political opponent and that's clearly president trump He is leading leaps and bounds in the poll and now you can clearly see that his supporters absolutely are standing by him a number of the gop candidates also are doing the same. There are some that are sort of tiptoeing and some that are throwing the uh, the hatchet at him, if you will, and going after him politically and saying uh, that he shouldn't be running anymore. We've heard that from a few of them. But most of them are standing by him, too, saying that this is all about politics. And they know that if they were the leading candidate right now, they would probably be experiencing some similar political tactics as well. So are you surprised by the amount that is coming in? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And first off, here is Donald Trump Jr., who we spoke with earlier today on and Cosby, saying basically that he knows why the liberals are coming after his father. Take a listen.
2: I think we're seeing the the insanity of what's going on in our country unfold. Uh, You mentioned it with Daniel Perry right now. Uh, you know, same thing, uh, you know, a good Samaritan stepping in, uh, the witnesses, the people that were all there said he's a hero for doing what he did. And I think that's what the communists are trying to do at this point. They want to make sure that no one ever steps in. And guess what, guys? One day it's going to be you. It's going to be one of your loved ones that's going to need help. And no one's going to step in. And I think that's what they want. They want you to be helpless. Uh, you know, they're going after Trump the same way. They don't want someone that stands up to the system and questions it. You know, the the permanent Washington, D.C. elite, they're the ones that make the decisions. I mean, sure, you vote for them and we'll tell you what you want to hear. But we're not going to actually do anything that would be ludicrous. And when you do, they're going to make sure you pay like they're trying to do to my father.
1: Wow. And he said that he firmly believes that all these allegations against Joe Biden, and we've heard a lot of them of late, uh, potential audio recordings, that is blockbuster, that there may be 17 audio recordings, 15 with this head of Burisma, the executive there, and Hunter, and two with the head of Burisma and then Vice President Joe Biden that lay out a potential bribery for big bucks, $5 million each scheme. If that's true, this needs to be investigated. And again, I say this regardless, because what if it turns out that it's not true? Then it should be cleared. But if it is true, it should 1000% come out and the American public should know all the facts so we can decide. Look at the way they went after President Trump for years with this whole Russia hoax, dragging the country through it, dragging the former president through it. Millions of dollars. And yet we have heard peep. So just in the last few hours, Senate Republicans finally putting on some big boy pants because they've been pretty docile, too. Finally coming out and demanding that a special counsel be called to investigate the Biden bribery claim. A group of Republicans demanding that Attorney General Merrick Garland, who, boy, is the most political attorney general I think I have seen in my lifetime, Well, they are demanding that he appoint a special counsel to investigate the Biden family claims. Don't you think it is about time that that happens? Well, here is Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee saying, you bet.
8: They're trying to buy time and shield the Bidens. Why? They've got a history of doing this. You can look at
1: 2016, what they did to Trump what they did with Hillary with Russia collusion, what? what they did in 2018, what they did in 2020 2022 They are politicized and they are weaponizing the DOJ
8: and the oh. FBI against private citizens in this country. They are picking and choosing. They are defending some, going after others. It is two tiers of justice. It has to stop. We want to get to the bottom of this. Wow. It is time for a special counsel.
1: And listen to this exchange, everybody. Uh, this is Senator Ted Cruz with the FBI director Abbate. And he was testifying yesterday on Capitol Hill. And at first he's like, oh, I don't really know what you mean by a document. And I don't really know what you mean uh, by audio recordings. We all know what it is. Grassley's come out and said that the redacted part of that memo that FBI Director Ray handed over clearly showed that there were audio recordings that they claim that they have. So it shouldn't be that difficult to go get the guy and find out if it's the truth. And you would think if we had an honest attorney general, he would do it tomorrow. This is shameful. This double standard of justice is unbelievable. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Is it time that there is a special counsel looking into Joe Biden and these allegations of bribery? Boy, they're throwing the book at Trump and they are soft peddling Biden and his family. And these allegations against Biden are far worse in my mind than what we are hearing with Trump on classified documents that normally is a civil case. Here is Senator Ted Cruz and this FBI deputy director. Listen to this exchange yesterday in Congress.
13: Last month, a whistleblower brought to light the existence in the FBI of a report in F.D. 1023 in which the informant alleges that President Biden and his family members engaged in a $5 million bribery scheme during his time as vice president. Deputy Director Abadi, is it true that the FBI has a report making those allegations?
14: Uh, I'm not going to comment on that, Senator.
13: And why is that?
14: I'm just not going to comment on uh, information we received, investigations. Do you owe an obligation
13: to the American people to be candid about evidence of corruption by the president of the United States?
14: This is uh, an area that I'm not going to get into with you, Senator.
13: Well, I understand you don't want to. And that's why people are mad at the FBI, because you're stonewalling and covering up serious allegations of evidence of corruption from the president. Yesterday, Senator Chuck Grassley stood on the Senate floor and alleged that there are 17 recordings of this informant from Burisma, Ukrainian natural gas company, 15 of them are recordings, voice recordings of him talking to Hunter Biden, two of them are voice recordings of him talking to Joe Biden, Deputy Director Abate. Does the FBI have 17 voice recordings laying out evidence of a bribery scheme?
14: Senator, I'd add all, I would add also that uh, we've worked with the House Oversight Committee. Yeah, This is the, the Senate. We're the other side paperwork. of the
13: Capitol. This is the Senate. Do you have those 17 recordings? I'm not going to comment on any investigative matters, Senator. See, that's the problem. The FBI, and I've had this conversation with Chris Ray, too. This is why you are damaging the institution. The American people have a right to know.
1: Wow. Yeah, talk about a stonewalling. And here's a little bit more of that exchange. Here's part two.
14: Would two, you agree? just Senator. No sure. one's stonewalling the 1023 you just said you refused was provided to answer the question. in response to a subpoena. Okay, the then why did you Oversa refuse to Committee. answer my the, question? The pertinent information is there, and I reject your assertion that the why FBI is politicized. Why did you refuse to answer my question? I just answered your question.
13: Okay. So, yes, you have a 1023. Do you have the 17 recordings? Yes or no?
14: I'm not going to get further into that.
13: So story. you're stonewalling. You can't say I'm not refusing to answer your question, but I won't answer your question. I'm going to
14: answer within the parameters that we operate in.
13: That's the problem. The FBI has right now an unlimited hubris that you believe you are unaccountable. You don't believe you're accountable to the United States Congress, and you don't believe you're accountable to the American people. And you are doing damage.
1: How dare they be the barometers? We should have it out in the public, and there should be a special counsel. Can you imagine if the last name was Trump? Just replace. Oh, there's 17 recordings. They'd be calling for his impeachment immediately. They would all be basically saying, OK, we're going to like do it tomorrow. We're going to have hearings. We're going to uh, call everybody from Ukraine. We're going to get to the bottom of this. There would be there. And as instead, it's like, oh, nothing to see here. But let's go after Trump on a civil issue like classified documents. Shameful. 1 800 848 9222 is the number to call. 1 800 848 9222. Let's go to Stefano, line two. Stefano, this is amazing.
12: Hi, Rita. It sure is. Thank you for playing that sound by two with Senator Ted Cruz. There's also one with Senator Josh Hawley, who pretty much destroyed that individual and got him to show and reflect how corrupt, unfortunately. That organization has become Now that's not all the members of the FBI I actually personally know some And even the whistleblowers that had Came forward before The way they were chastised And terminated and You know made to look like liars Proves and shows that there is A cancer within that organization That has to be taken Care of again it's not everybody That works there but it's uh, The select few and the higher ups that decided to take their oath of office and turn it into a political spectacle. And that's what they've been doing. And it's a real shame to see something like that happen. I agree. It really is.
1: I agree. And, David, I'm glad also that you separated, too, because there are so many great folks that are at the FBI um, and at the DOJ, uh, but there's something really rotten at the very top. And clearly they are playing politics. I mean, I don't think anybody can look with a straight face and, And see what's happening as the way they are weaponizing, going after Trump, who is clearly the biggest political threat, the biggest rival and challenger to Biden. And over civil documents, meanwhile, Clinton's, both of them, Bill and Hillary, get a pass. Obama, anybody who's had the documents in the past, George W. Bush, I mean, we've heard all these things. Pence just recently got, everybody gets a pass, but not if you're Donald Trump. I mean, it's just the hypocrisy is so ripe. And then you look at these allegations that really are significant and stunning and, if true, are downright dangerous to our national security. Far worse than any of these allegations that we've heard on a civil case with the classified documents. And so far, they're not even saying a word about it. And, in fact, Garland came out today and basically, I stand by, you know, I stand by uh, Jack Smith and doesn't answer a thing about the potential of basically a special counsel looking into the Bidens. Uh, Again, if it was Trump, he would have been indicted like five times just over this, you know. I mean, just over this issue alone, I'm telling you, it is so apparent, the double standards. And the American public deserves to know the truth. Wherever it goes, if they're rotten, we need to know it, and he should no longer be in office 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll continue with your calls after the break, everybody. The
7: Rita
0: Cosby Show.
1: The GOP finally, at least, trying to take some action, wanting a special counsel to investigate the Biden bribery allegations. And President Trump, who spoke last night from Bedminster, his golf club there in New Jersey, after he was arraigned uh, for a civil case about documents, boy, uh, boy, what a contrast, right? Well, he said he believes the timing of that document that we were just talking about showing Biden bribery allegations and Hunter Biden bribery allegations. He said the timing of that and his indictment, boy, it's awfully peculiar. Take a listen. It's also no coincidence that
0: these charges against me came down the very same day. Evidence revealed Joe Biden took a $5 million bribe from Ukraine, took a $5 million bribe. But the FBI and the Justice Department don't even want to talk about it. They showed something on television tonight. It had zero time on the three major networks, zero. But my uh, impeachment had almost all the time. I think I had 351 minutes. They had no
1: minutes. That is amazing. And by the way, Jake Tapper, he was interviewing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez last night. At the same time, Trump was speaking. And he actually said, "Uh oh, we don't need to go show Trump speaking because what he says is lies. We can't verify it. Basically, we can't fact check them. And and most of the time it's not true. So we're not going to go there. And then let me go back to you, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And he never even went to the former president of the United States who was defending himself after he was arraigned. First time in American history that a former president federally charged and arraigned, fingerprinted, and then he's coming out to defend himself, oh, it's not worthy of coverage. I mean, so much for fairness at CNN. you got to be kidding me. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to John, line two. John, your thoughts.
3: Hello, Rita. I, I wanted to just say that everyone's focusing on the money and the bribery aspect um, and the corruption, how do we know that the president isn't compromised by people in Ukraine, which is driving him to support a war that's deeply unpopular?
1: Well, and by the way, uh, you bring up a powerful point in terms of the connection, John, with the war, because you don't know, we don't know if this Burisma guy would want to hand over information right now because Joe Biden clearly has been supportive of funding the war. Um, and who knows what kind of political complexities this causes. Um, and also, the other thing, when you bring up Ukraine, um, and I, my issue, especially with this issue, and let's just talk, I just want to talk about the 1023, about the document firsthand, John. I find it interesting that the allegation, again, just an allegation, but the allegation, which is serious from a credible informant, has to do with energy interests, with the Burisma oil and gas Here's Biden shutting off American oil and gas, killing us, killing our energy independence, killing oil and gas companies left and right. And yet he seems to be wanting to push for oil and gas for Ukraine. This was prior to the war. There's something fishy about it. And then the other thing, too, there was another allegation separate than this about a Chinese businessman trying to get oil and gas rights in the United States that apparently allegations Biden may have helped them so why was he so eager to help foreigners and yet kill American oil and gas? There's something, uh, that seems really unseemly about this. Uh, and boy, uh, if there's something that he traded American oil and gas to help our adversaries, at least China, um, boy, that, that is, that is really downright. That, that is, that's treasonous. Uh, and I'll say it because that's what it is. If that's the case. Uh, let's go to David in Alabama, line four. David, your thoughts.
9: Yeah, Rita. I just wish that you could be here. You could be heard nationally, all over oh, we, the country. We
1: are, by the way, David. I'm not sure where you. Are. I'm not sure if we're in Alabama, but we're all over the country, David.
9: I know you are, but I wish you could be out there because what this what this man is doing to this country is unbelievable. I'm 66 years old. I've I've watched everything from Jimmy Carter on, and and. It's just unbelievable what's happening in this country.
1: Yeah. By the way, I I agree, David. And thank you, too, for the nice words, too, because, uh, yeah, we should be all over the place. I love Alabama, by the way, so I do hope we're we're there. Eddie, real quick, I'm going to give you a few seconds, my friend, because you're Polish. Go ahead, Eddie.
3: Okay, you, too. I love
2: your voice. (laughs) It's unique and it's beautiful. I think that I'm going to pray every night. I want everybody in the
1: United States to pray for John Cosby. I, I heard you, Ed. Prayers, prayers, prayers. Call us tomorrow night. Love you, Ed.
0: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.